1: Hey everyone, welcome back to Across the Verse. it's episode 109, uh, recording on Tuesday, the day after Roma escaped Verona after a Halloween, almost horror show, uh, 3-1 victory, so Roma does come away with a three points. Jimmy and Brandon unable to join me this week because with the, the Monday match and, and Halloween and then work schedules, just not a great week for them, so I brought on a guest, Nick Diani, he is uh, actually my co-host on my other podcast, if you're familiar with it, Kicks and Picks. He is a Lazio supporter, so I guess you guys can already figure it out. By now, we're going to look ahead to the Derby as well. So, Nick, how are you doing tonight?
0: well, Steve. Thank you so much for having me on, man. Appreciate it. Looking forward to breaking this down with you.
1: Yeah, so obviously you're a Lazio supporter, but you do watch a lot of Serie A other than Lazio. So we'll talk a little bit about yesterday's match just because I'd be remiss to not mention Christian Volpato coming up huge for Roma. One of your favorite players who you wish was a Lazio El-Sharari coming up with a goal. Um, but you got to watch the first half live. I had to watch it on delay afterwards because of, you know, Halloween and having to supervise Halloween parties and parades with my third graders that I teach. Um, difficult for Roma. I mean, Verona has been kind of the bogey team the past couple seasons, but this Verona is not the same as the past few. A hard time. I mean, first half before that, uh, red card. Roma had
0: a very difficult time with Verona. A lot harder than we expected. I think, um, You know, we, we had talked about the game last week pretty extensively. Uh, You know, one of the things we've noticed this year, you mentioned it, Verona is just not a very good team. Uh, You know, listen, they've obviously lost their coach. They've lost key players, but they haven't figured it out. Um, And, you know, from an outsider perspective, I I think Roma is playing a little bit under their potential currently, but you figured, uh, you know, this could be the game that makes that all right. Uh, And, as you mentioned, that first half, I mean, there was there was certainly a 15, 20-minute spell where Verona had their chances. Um, I, I think I know your next talking point, so I'll let you lead off with it. Roma certainly missed their chances. Um, but up until that Verona goal, I mean, I can imagine the collective gasps of every single Roma supporter thinking, oh, my God, how are we going to blow this game? Because that's the way it was going for the first 30, 35 minutes.
1: Yeah, I mean – Roma should have been up before the the Verona goal, right? Tammy Abraham has been very disappointing so far this season. I mean, lit it up last season. I know he started still last season too, but just had a bit more of a feel of being unlucky last season, hit some posts. Definitely. It was always close. Yes, they hit the post twice. Luckily, the second one was was hit home by Zaniolo. But I mean, the first one, and it was somewhere around that 20-minute mark, I think, and he did everything right, had the, the goal pretty much wide open, and, and hit the outside of the post, and that... I mean, certainly for him it has to be deflating, but also for the squad, I think it has to be a bit deflating when you are doing things right. You're playing a relegation type side, away, busy schedule. You want to get up as early as you can.
0: You know, I'm interested to get your take on it. Every club views their players a little bit differently, but I could just imagine if Chido Mobile got off to the start that Tammy had and the collective outcry and, you know, on Twitter, uh, on Calcio Twitter, Roma Twitter, lots of Twitter, um, it, it's been rough. You know, I, I you mentioned it that he kind of did this a little bit last year, but right now he just looks like a player that's completely lacking confidence. And that's not something I expected from Tammy. I I really kind of pegged him to have 25 to 30 goals this year. I thought some of that misfortune last year would turn into fortune this year. His work rate is really, really strong. He gets himself in good positions, but uh, he looks like he, you know, couldn't put it in the ocean right now.
1: Yeah. It's really interesting because, this season, he's only scored two Serie A goals. Uh, his XG is seven. We talk about XG all the time. That's kind of the new hot stat. You know, Roma's XG is among the best in the league with Napoli, yet they're underperforming poorly. And a lot of it's Tammy. He's got an XG of seven on the season, scored twice. So he's doing a lot of things, right? Teammates are putting him in good positions, and you're just wondering why it won't go in. I thought he was going to come out guns blazing this season. You know, last year, coming from the Premier League, different league, different system, different manager. you got to kind of get acclimated to the language and everything. And there was room for not excuses, but, you know, a, a bleeding in period. And now this season, he's he's got all that down pat. He's a part of Roma. The fans love him. He loves the, you know, he sings the anthem. And for whatever reason, it's has been working when DiBAL has been playing, when has not been playing. I don't know if it's not pressure like from Belotti. Belotti, I don't I know what gonna, it is. Yeah. So I was just
0: going to say that. I, it's not like Belotti is is threatening for that starting spot, right? Yeah, no. Granted, he's an older, you know, a little bit older at this point in time. Um, You know, thought Romo would be a great fit for him, but he hasn't gotten off to the start either. So it's not like Tammy's looking over his shoulder. It's not like the yeah. chances aren't getting created for him. So uh, definitely it has to be troubling for you guys to watch. For sure.
1: And if, if Belotti was lighting it up, you'd be like, okay, well, at least Belotti's scoring some goals and, you know, Tammy will have time to figure it out but but you're right Tammy doesn't even have to so much look over his shoulder at a striker who's got six seven eight goals ready he's like oh you know maybe Jose will turn to him if I keep struggling he's been getting plenty of chances I thought the goal Thursday um the header that Pellegrini you know put on a plate for him on that free kick against HJK would have gotten him going I I don't know what's going on but he's gonna have to figure it out and I, I heard during the match at one point the commentator say that I guess it was Mourinho said, or somebody, one of the players mentioned that they had worked a lot on finishing during the week, and he his finishing is still leaving a lot to be desired. Yeah, he hit the post. It's not like he's missing as badly as maybe he was earlier in the season, but oh, the open net. It wasn't even like he had to try to beat the keeper near post and you know, that's why he hit the post.
0: There there was plenty of space to shoot at. No, like you said, and and it was one of three, right? I mean, that was the most obvious chance, uh, but he also had another good chance where he completely missed the net. He had that kind of scramble header. I don't even know how you describe it, where um, maybe not as clear cut, but you certainly expect him to hit the target. He was very close and it goes wide. So, um, you know, for me, it has to be confidence, right? Talent doesn't run out. Um, I, You know, I don't think it's that. And, you know, it's just, he's a guy that, just isn't feeling it right now i don't know any other way to put
1: it yeah i I think it has to come down to confidence i don't don't see any other way to uh, wrap my head around it
0: you know the other thing i'll say up until the goal um it's not like anybody else on roma you know divalo was the guy and he's been hurt Zaniolo hasn't been scoring pellegrini hasn't been scoring um you know we mentioned belotti so it's it's a little bit of a struggle right now and there's you know um Maybe a, a bit of that mutual, like, oh, this isn't going right for any. Like the team's yeah. confidence is, is lower than you'd expect it to be. I guess is what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah, and the, and it's not like the the strikers aren't seeing their opportunities. That's the thing for me. And their their XG is high for a reason because the opportunities being created when DiBala was in, he was creating a lot of opportunities. Pellegrini, uh, his assist numbers are still good even though he's not scoring. I mean, he's putting free kicks on plates like he he's been doing now for a couple of seasons. And it's just the finishing. I mean, sometimes you. It just leaves a lot to be desired. And luckily for Rome, I mean, and this is another example, they're finding ways to grind out these wins against teams. They should be beating their three losses in the league are Udinese who started really hot and they, mm-hmm. Roma shot themselves in the foot a lot. That was the one match they played really poorly. I'd say Adelante oh, no. should have won that match. They, they lost one on a Scalvini, the only shot on target. And then it was Napoli who they didn't necessarily deserve to win, but hard done by on the Ossiman goal and in the way it was scored and really limiting the best team in the league. And that was a match where they didn't really create a lot because of the the strategy they went into it with and the counterattack just wasn't clicking. But I mean, they're finding ways against teams that aren't very good, and that's important because Roma's of the past, you know from an outside they they would bottle these matches. They bottled it in Verona a couple times. Kievo, another team from Verona in the same stadium. I mean, Venezia last season,
0: and it's the tale of the league, right? historically, uh, certainly recently, you know, the team that takes care of business against the teams that they should take care of business against more often than not, they're going to be the ones in that title race at the end. And um, you know, it's the very first thing you said, it, this was as important of a game as Rumba have had all year, you know, whether it feels like that against Hellas or not.
1: Yeah. And they're, they're important because that's how you pile up the points. I mean, we saw Juve last season, really, as they struggled to finish fourth, they lost a lot of those points early in the season and it really affected them ended their, you know, they ended their title run two years ago, but they were really out of it early last season, and it's because they were dropping matches to Empoli, and I think they they dropped points to... I can't remember who else, but it might have been Salernitana at some point, but there were teams that they dropped points to, and Roma hasn't done that yet. We'll get to Latu. They have done that, and that's kind of been their issue. Um, another player I want to call out is Kamara. I think Kamara's been a very nice signing so far on loan. Fairly, I think it's like a 10 or 12 million euro option to, to Olympiacos. Scramble signing to replace Winhalden. Not as technical as Winhalden, but He's kind of providing that box-to-box presence in the midfield that they didn't have with Cristante-Matic pairing, which is very redundant, you know, slow, not, not awful players. Matic is older. Cristante has his own attributes. And I think Kamar is really
0: livening up the midfield a bit. Oh, definitely. He looked good. Um, his awareness, but, you know, from what from little I've seen him, which is pretty much this game, uh, his awareness is strong. His work rate really is strong, um, you know. Great play to set up that opening goal. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, what, what more could you ask for? And definitely a, a different look in that midfield from uh, Cristante and Matic and guys like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, shame on Temeze for giving that ball away to him, kind of, you know, holding onto the ball too long. But he was aggressive in his pressing, which is something we've seen from him. Led the team in recoveries with 12 yesterday. Uh, made a good play to set up Tammy, who then ended up hitting the post. And Zanyel, right place, right time, did a good job because it ricocheted pretty hard at him and he controlled it and just put it in. Um, I hope I hope for him that will kind of build the confidence. We've seen Mourinho backing him the past few weeks. He gets a lot of criticism because he was Italy's next golden boy. Same with some other guys that we've seen in the past few seasons. Um, but I was I was texting you on the side. He still just I think just turned 23 or so. Like so, he's still got plenty of time, and he's physically looking good again. He's looking quick, looking strong. I think it's just the mental part of it and the confidence also in front of goal
0: with him. I I mean, you know, like we said, goes back to the rest of the team in that aspect. But, um, you know, I'm almost wondering, and I I brought this point up to you, you know, is he better suited to a different position? I know Mourinho has had him at striker, but, um, you know, he's a guy that can score goals, but he just doesn't seem to me like that prototypical striker. He's so strong with the ball. He's so fast. Uh, I'm almost wondering if he's more suited out on the wing. I mean, I hope I don't see it. Mourinho, don't listen to this podcast. Don't put that in for this weekend. But after this game, if you want to experiment, uh, I just I'd be interested to see if that changes his mentality and and how he starts to uh, perform and put up numbers.
1: Yeah, we kind of saw that with him the first few years of his career with EDF and then Fonseca before the system shift. And he would play that inverted winger on the right. And, you know, he's dangerous coming down the wing. He's got that left footed shot. It it suits him, too. I think a lot of people will say he's better in the middle, could even one day maybe morph into a striker because of his build. But the finishing certainly has to improve in that regard. I think if he's going to stay in the middle and play as the the target, man, I think playing off a striker, what he's so good at in this system in the three, five, two is in the counter. He can really give defenses trouble. I, I, I know that, you know, against Napoli, I was hoping he would have gotten a couple more chances because one-on-one Juan Jesus and these guys, you know, you, you have to like your chances. Sure. If the finishing was, was coming for him, which I think it will, because now he's starting to get the support from the, the manager. He's getting, you know his legs are certainly there now, more than a year out from that a second ACL. Um, but the wing the wing role suits him. It's just a matter of what system the team's playing. If Roma you know shifts to a four two three one, then I think he he fits that wing role. If if they're staying with this, uh, you could call it a three four one two, three five two, depending on how they line up Pellegrini. Then I, I don't think he has enough defensive uh, and he he's been hustling, so I won't say he doesn't hustle on defense. He's just not defensive enough to play that right or left wing back. I think at this point.
0: You know, I, I might be a little harsher on him, uh, you know, as an outside supporter, as a Lazio supporter. I mean, you know me, the, the listeners don't know me. First and foremost, I root for Italian players, especially young, promising Italian players. Um, all you can really ask for is that a guy like him improves game after game um, and right. And whether that's his mentality, whether that's his finishing or strike or whatever he was asking him to do. And, you know, his numbers haven't been there, but I, I think the confidence is starting to get there. And. Um, you know, he, he made a lot happen this game, right? For good yeah. or bad. He drew the red card. He scored the opening goal. I mean, you know, was it his best performance? No, but you just ask that, you know, he continues to improve and play that team role that he's asked to play, and, you know. Yeah,
1: for sure. And, I mean, the other guy we have to talk about, Christian Volpato, 18-year-old Italian-Australian, um, has played in the Italy youth ranks, though, From what I, uh, from what I've seen. Kind of a, a pool shot, I've seen it called. Uh kind of cued it into the goal, but a big goal. You gotta feel good for a young player like that. He's actually represented by Francesco Totti. He's kind of his, his prized uh asset in his in his recent um phrase as an agent. It looks like he has talent. I know he's been talked about in the Fratesi deal, but you know, if if he goes anywhere for Fratesi, I hope it's a loan or a, you know buyback because this kid looks like he has some talent. And um Mourinho. One thing, you know, people say Mourinho sticks with the old guys, his veterans, but you look at what he's done with Roma. He brought in Zalewski last season. He's giving Volpato his chances. Bove's kind of been bled into the first team, hasn't got a lot of minutes, but he's, he's a regular first-team player now. A lot of younger Italian and, and Zalewski born in Italy but plays for Poland. They're getting their chances in Mourinho, and he kind of did the same thing at Spurs a little bit, too.
0: Much more so than another manager we're going to talk about shortly. I'll, I'll say it.
1: Yeah, so um, I'm just happy for Volpato. El Shirari made a nice play at the end to, to awesome. catch that third goal. I know he's a player you've always liked. Nice
0: run of three or four games for him coming off the bench. Yeah,
1: and he's the perfect veteran spark plug off the bench, I think, because he's not going to complain about being a bench player, maybe getting a start in the Europa League here or there, the Copa, or maybe against a lower side when, when they need to rest some players. Uh, and he just goes about his business, and he hustles, and he played both – you know, he also played a little bit left wing back yesterday. Once they started shifting things around and and kind of Mourinho said we should, we changed things around twice to kind of throw in as much attacking as we had. It was all we could do. And Funny enough, it was Matic who made the play on the Volpato goal. I texted you, I said, "Oh, well, you look like prime, you know, Teo Hernandez on the left wing making a little move, beating a guy and crossing the ball." But for Roma, it's three points, and and that's all you could ask for, really.
0: And it's three points when you didn't look like you were getting them. Yeah, and, and that's that's the key for for teams that we follow yeah and I think that's the the
1: biggest change with Mourinho we've talked about in the pod and other instances he's kind of transforming that I don't want to say loser mentality because Roma wasn't fighting in 18th place fighting relegation but the difference between being a conference Europa League candidate at the end of the season and maybe being a top four or higher type team is you have to grind out and gut out these victories and that's so far what they've been able to do against these lower sides Both our teams, as we transition to the derby, we're recording on Tuesday, like I said, have Thursday matches in the Europa League. Roma hosts Ludegret in a must-win, pretty much, uh, head-to-head to to advance out of, I think, Group C, if I remember correctly, behind Real Betis, uh, having to avenge a first matchday loss over in Bulgaria. We'll see if they are able to do that. I'm hoping they are able to do that, but it's a balancing act. Uh, Whose lot do you have on Thursday? Do you know off the top of your head?
0: Yep, Feyenoord.
1: Feynor so they probably the toughest team in their group as well and also I think a must win at this point
0: um yeah I'm just pulling up the standings or maybe a if draw you because they got that last second it did um so both uh, they're on eight points uh, Feyenoord's on five points so um Lazio has a inferior goal differential so definitely need a point out of this game to advance mm. so at least a draw needed to advance
1: yep. yeah because they're tied with Sturm and then uh, Middlelands is also on five points so both teams are going to have to feel a decent lineup, going to have to try to get a result. Neither one can kind of just mail it in on the last match day, say we've advanced and, you know, we finished first or second, no big deal. So, obviously, we can't predict what will happen on Thursday, but let's get into Lazio a little bit, then we can get into the Derby. So, Maurizio Sarri was strongly linked with Roma before the surprise Mourinho hiring. Let's talk about Sadi. So, when they hired him, what were your thoughts on it? How did you rate his first season last year?
0: So... For Lazio, it's maybe the biggest name they've had in the last 10 years. Uh, so from that standpoint, you're excited, right? The guys coming in. Um, you know, was I the biggest Saudi fan? Not particularly. I think his results speak for themselves, right? The man's won pretty much everywhere he's been. Uh, lower divisions with Juve at Chelsea. So coming to Lazio, you, you love to have a manager with that pedigree. Um, I think some of the fears were what you just talked about with Mourinho, right? It's he doesn't rotate the squad enough. He sticks to his favorite players. He doesn't change his system. Um, I think that's true. I think he has a very rigid set of expectations for his players and holds them to it. And he's not going to be the guy to deviate, right? These guys are are young, hungry, professional athletes. Uh, He expects them to make the changes that they need to make in order to be successful. He thinks he knows best. So, Um, do do I love the hiring? You know, maybe I, I differ from a lot of Lazio supporters. You know, he's not my favorite guy, but I think um, his results in year one pretty much speak for themselves. I think he extracts the absolute most out of the players he has available. And um, you know, with Roma and Lazio, we're, we're two teams trending in very different directions, right? You guys have that new ownership group that's come in that has certainly been willing to invest that has, raised um the profile of the club right uh for for just calling it what it is um and, and you know Lazio's owner and sporting director I'm not huge fans of so I think um they're always going to prioritize being as shrewd as they can in the market and you know Saudi's going to get what he's going to get and you better make do with it so um it's not maybe the ideal situation for him so I think he is overperformed to my expectations and probably other Lazio fans are, are pretty happy with them so far.
1: Yeah. So I'm glad you mentioned the market. You said, you know, Saudi needs specific type players. They let a Cheruby go. Who's one of their cornerstones under Nzagi for a long time, you know, getting to the back to the champions league a couple seasons ago for the first time and felt like forever, really, probably, especially for a Lazio fan um, made some changes at center back, but they were able to hang on to link Savage, you know, he's always rumored to be going away. What did you make of the market this season?
0: The market was okay. Uh, I'm not as high on it as everybody else, but I think they brought in – they replaced everybody that left, right? They replaced them, and you can say maybe there was upgrades here or there. I think based on the start to the season, Romagnoli is an upgrade over a Cherby. You know, he's still relatively young. He's not even 28 years old. That was a solid solid move. They brought in some youngsters um, who I'm pretty high on. Consiglieri is the striker from Verona. Hasn't gotten much time yet, but I think there's promise there. Uh, it's not necessarily a player they would have brought in in years past. So I like that. Um, they brought in uh, Mario Gila from, um, I forget which team. He came from Spain, but young 22-year-old defender. He's gotten good time so far. Um, I think Provadel and Maximiano, two goalies that came in. Um, Maximiano was the guy who was supposed to be the starter. He started the first game, got a red card in like 10 minutes. Providel has been an absolute wall since that. So he hasn't left the net, I don't think, for a minute since that very first game. Um, So these are all players that, you know, expectations weren't necessarily super sky high, but they've come in and they've done way better than I've anticipated.
1: Yeah, so with that being said, Lazio fifth right now, a point behind Roma, who's fourth in the table. What do you make of their first two months of this very busy season so far?
0: So, like I said, I, you know, goal t- it starts with goaltending and defense. In those two areas, we have absolutely exceeded expectations. Uh, mentioned Providell being a wall. latsadi uh, out on the right wing back has been absolutely phenomenal. For my money, he's probably been our, our most underrated player, one of our best players. I think we had a streak earlier in the year of, of four straight clean sheets. That's never happened as long as I've ever been a fan. Um, So, I'm definitely excited about it from that standpoint. Uh, you know, taking care of business against a lot of teams—Hellas, Cremonese, Spezia—teams that have given fits in the past. Um, certainly, we've dropped points to teams that weren't performing well. So, particularly, we're talking about Samp, where they gave up a—I a, think like a 95th-minute equalizer. Uh, they had a draw with Torino. They had a draw against Udinese. Um, those results not so good. But we've also beaten Atalanta. We've beaten Inter. Uh, so you really can't ask for much more from this team, especially now. You know, immobilized has missed the past couple of games. Um, the, the depth is really not there at forward. Uh, you really can't ask for much more. I think at this point in the season.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're coming off that loss to Salernitana, which has to hurt because you mentioned they they've beaten Atalanta, they've beaten Fiorentina, they beat Inter, yep. uh, lost close one to Napoli. That that's really, I think, the difference you were, were getting at earlier with our two sides right Roma's found ways to beat those Salernitana type teams no Chiro this week and they couldn't really find the goals and they fell to a Salernitana side that credit to them they were we thought bound for relegation for most of last season and now we're ninth in the table place. So, yeah ninth place yeah awesome so credit to them um yeah Lazio you know 24 points at you know even when the Inter ahead of Juve right now which you know it's it's not not the same, Juve, but it, it's always nice looking down at them in the table. I'm sure you definitely. feel the same way, definitely. But this Here table's <laughs> tight, yeah. Outside of Napoli, this table's tight. They've got a five point lead on Atalanta. Then it's Atalanta on 27, Milan on 26, Roma on 25, Lazio and Inter on 24, and Juve on 22. So the battle for the top four is going to be tight, I think. Atalanta and Lazio and are definitely overperforming in what people expected so far. Udinese finally started to kind of fall off a little bit. But it's going to be a, a tight ride, and, you know, there's a lot of head-to-heads this week. I know the, the Derby d'Italia is this weekend, of course, the Rome Derby, and then Napoli Adelante. So the table could shift a lot in in just, you know, 48 hours. So before we get into the, what you're looking for in this match, what do you make of Mourinho's hiring and the Dybala signing for Roma? Because these are things that before the Friedkins, you wouldn't have expected. You know, this is the biggest thing since Bassi Tutta and Capello were around for the last Scudetto 20 years ago.
0: No, hundred percent. That's, uh, I think I started off with that comment, right? The, the profile of the club has been raised and, um, you know, fans of other teams could say whatever the hell they want, but winning the conference league last year, that's a big accomplishment. Um, so I think now players like Dybala, um, you know, I, I'm sure he's got to be thrilled with this move. Um, uh, I don't know that he'd want, I mean, Inter's turned it around a little bit, but especially early on in the year, uh, he had to feel like he he may be the smartest guy in the room. Um, and, and is a big part of that. He's you know, he's gonna get players. He still has that profile. And I think um if you're one of his guys, he's gonna go to bat for you a hundred percent of the time. And as a player, you love that. So I it's it's worked wonders for Roma to this point. Yeah, it's worked well. I mean,
1: ball of the injury has has hurt a little bit. I mean, that Alonso match is the one that kind of stands out to me where he probably would have been a difference maker, but you're right. Before the free freekings, there's no way Jose Mourinho comes. First of all, they wouldn't have paid a manager that much. But just to attract a manager of his profile, even if his star was slightly faded from where it was a couple of years ago after the Spurs spell, it's 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 a you know signal of intent from the ownership group.
0: 100. And it's a chance for Mourinho to not restart his career, but to prove the hey, listen, I'm still the guy. I can still do this. Watch what I'm going to do with this you know um perennial sixth place team, fifth place team, whatever.
1: Yeah, a team that's been struggling, you know, for a lot of years under Spalletti and some of these other guys, they were a, a consistent Champions League team. They've been down, and, and, you know, the target is to get back to that Champions League place. Europa League is going a little tougher than expected, but maybe it'll build some character. We'll see. Um, and that that all sets up for a very exciting derby this weekend.
0: Yeah, it, it does. It doesn't, it doesn't. I mean, it's a little unfortunate for my side. Uh, so, obviously, Chido Immobile is hurt. That is, to say it's a catastrophic blow is an understatement. Um, you know, he's the guy, uh, you know, six, um, six goals already this year, three assists and, you know, just about 800 minutes of play. Um, so, I mean, awesome numbers, 10 games, um, but also Sergei malinkovic Savic will now not be able, not eligible to play for this game. Um, he got a very, very, very questionable yellow card against Salernitana. He was actually carrying the ball forward when a player tried to tackle him and was on the worst end of the exchange and somehow SMS got that yellow card. So, um, that was definitely a huge blow, especially for somebody who came in in about the 60th minute. You know, they were resting him for that reason. So, um, that's a that's a unexpected blow. So, um, for me, you know, is gonna have to be the guy. Uh, he's been on absolute tear, he's got five goals, three assists, uh, so far this year. He is terrorizing that left wing. Um, Luis Alberto. You know, For me, I'm hoping he gets a start. He's been coming off the bench. It's the one position of depth that Lazio has had coming to this game is that midfield. So he's been kind of the guy coming in late in the game and really unlocking the defense as they wear down a little bit. Um, I'm hoping he gets a start. And quite honestly, um, I think if we're going to get a goal or an impact play from anywhere else, it's going to be from the former Roma man. And that's Pedro. Um, You know, a lot of my fellow Lazio fans are, are really high in Felipe Anderson this year. He's been very good in moments, but Pedro has an identical stat line in about half the minutes. Uh He's really, really been an impact player in, in the time that he's been on the field. And I think he'd love to stick it to Roma. So definitely looking for him to have a good game as well, if, if we're going to get anything out of it.
1: Yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, those are probably the two most important players on this side for the last At least five years now that, you know, Chido has been around and SMS, one of the best midfielders in Europe, probably still, Uh, it's surprising to me that he's been able to stick around as long as he has, maybe it's because Lotito just sticks such ridiculous price tags on him, but he hasn't, you know, asked to leave. So that's, you know, compliments to Lazio for being able to keep him around and keep him happy because he really is a difference maker. So that yellow card and subsequent suspension will be an impact for sure. It reminds me a little bit of uh, last season's first derby when my hot take prior on this podcast was like, I want to see what Lorenzo Pellegrini does at his first derby as like the full-time captain. <laughs> De off the side, and then he got a very soft yellow against, I think it was Calliati, and it was kind of, uh, you know, p- punch in the gut. Roma lost that match 3-2, ended up being closer at the end than expected because Lazio <laughs> ran out pretty fast to a 2 nothing lead. But it hurts to have uh, a midfield like that miss out on this match. You're right, Zakandi's going to have to pick up some of the slack.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. And I think um, Cataldi has been a guy that's actually been pretty solid in the midfield. Uh, Vecino, a guy they brought back into the Italian league. Um, you know, I didn't have any expectations for him. He's been pretty good in the midfield. So it, it's going to take a complete team effort. And, um, you know, the only way I can see a result from Lazio, just to be completely honest, is they're going to have to muck it up really early and, and kind of put Roma on that back foot in terms of their confidence, right? What we talked about in the last game, kind of how Verona came after it. Um, If, if you allow Roma to score early, this game is absolutely over. There's no chance. I think you have to make them earn it, make them work for every ball in the final third. And if some of those misses come through from Tammy or Zaniolo or guys like that, you start to grow into the game and now you're putting that doubt into Roma and you have that belief that, Hey, we can hit you guys on the counter. This is how we're supposed to be playing anyway. Um, so for me, that that's the only path I see forward for Lazio to get a good result in this game.
1: Yeah. The, the fast starts have not come for Roma uh, very often under Mourinho, especially in big matches. When they did happen last season in the Derby, first minute Tammy goal in the Atalanta match, they they ran out to big wins. I think three nothing in both those wins. Atalanta might have been three one on a Cristante own goal. Actually, they scored all the goals in that match the, at the Olympico. So I, I think that is a key. I think Roma, if when they score first, especially the way they've defended this year, very very well against a team that's missing two key players, that could be uh, the key of the match. Who scores first? Because Roma's playing from behind. Do they have enough confidence going forward to to score that goal? Right. And I think it'll be interesting tactically because we know Saadi likes to keep the ball, likes to, you know, dink it around. That that style, which he made, you know, very popular at Napoli, rode to success at Chelsea to an extent, and I think it was the Europa League, and then Juve, he got the Scudetto, even though he didn't last very long there. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas Mourinho this season, especially in big matches against teams that are good on the ball, has played on the Mm counterattack. We saw against Napoli. We saw it against, you know, Inter to a much better success than against Napoli. But if Roma gets on the counter, you know, then you get Agnolo in space, you get Abraham in space. And that's, that, that's what Roma's going to want, I think in this match. And that'll be the interesting thing. And I think that's where the midfield becomes an interesting battle. So we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with more derby coverage. All right, we're back. And so Nick, we were talking about, you know, the absence of milinkovic Savage, huge, weakens the Lazio midfield. And, you know, that's not Roma's strongest point this season with when Haldim out, Kamara, we talked about, has been stepping up. I expect him to start probably alongside. It seems like Cristante has been the guy that Maria has been going to. It's either going to be him or Matic. Where do you see this midfield battle going? Because this could be a key to how this match goes, because if Kamara and his pressing gives the the Lazio midfield some trouble, maybe it's a little harder to play Sadi ball and retain possession and maybe do what Lazio wants to do.
0: No, definitely. And and I think um, it's – it's gonna to have to be a perfect game from, from Lazio's midfield, right? With with SMS out, um, so if they're able to hold on to the ball and dictate a little bit of the play, anything could happen. But um, you know, I just can't give Lazio the advantage without their best player. Uh, you know, regardless of how Roma's playing, I think just depth of squad in that area is is a little bit stronger for you guys.
1: Yeah, it's certainly um, an issue. It, it it opens up more spaces for players like Pellegrini who can who can operate a little more freely without a, a box-to-box guy like Malinkovic Savage there, you know, it, it maybe lets Patricio be a little less, uh, I don't want to say on his toes because you want him on his toes, but, you know, Malikovic Savage has that shot from outside the box where he's he's punished teams before, including Roma, and, no. you know, you talked about Zakani's going to have to step up because Immobile, you know, doesn't score like the bangers that some of these strikers score, but he poaches goals and mm. always a threat. He's scored on Roma plenty of times in, in his Lazio career, so... Definitely guys gonna have to step up. You mentioned the defense has turned over. No more cheruby Uh it's now a four-man back line. They used to play a lot of three-man back line prior to Saudi. Romagnoli came through the Roma youth ranks, and then spent no. a lot of time at at Milan. And uh Casale, who's a younger player who was at Hellas last season. We talk about, you know, Kambula and Ramani and some of these other guys and and you know Bremer with Torino that come up under your but. Casale also came through to um, Hellas and, and now has learned to his way to Lazio. So what do you expect from those two? What do they have to do?
0: Oh, uh, they've stayed the course. They've been dynamite all year. Um, and, and two guys that really have stepped up, uh, Adam Maricic, who's I feel like been on the team forever. I mean, he's, I think, had maybe his best season to date. Um, and then Patrick has also been absolutely phenomenal in the back. So it's just uh, more of the same. I mean, communicate with each other try to take Tammy out of the game as early as you possibly can. And, um, you know, if a mistake is made, which it's a derby match, I think mistakes will be made. It's just a product of the environment. Hope that Providel is there to do what he's been doing all season long and that's bail you out.
1: Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. It's, it's, you know, a little different than derbies we've seen in recent seasons because of some of the players that are missing.
0: Um, and and I think that's a phenomenal point, right? So, years past we're expecting barn burners three two games you know two one at halftime we've seen goals this might not be that game
1: yeah with with uh, the players that Lazio doesn't have at their disposal their their goal scoring is down a bit Roma we've seen has had trouble scoring goals even though they've created a lot so it could be one of those matches where there aren't a ton of goals I mean Lazio used to be that team we would joke on the other podcast they were an easy overs team over two and a half goals combined all the time every game because they would give up plenty of goals Latte was only giving up eight goals in 12 matches. Roma was giving up 11 in 12 matches. So it'll be an interesting, you know, dynamic to see and if you, it, it changes.
0: I mean, another, this is going to sound like I should join you guys, all the praise I'm giving Roma, but, uh, you know, you mentioned 11 goals in 12 matches. I mean, we I have been clowning on Smalling and Ibanez for two years now. Um, they've been more than solid to start this year. Yeah,
1: Ibanez is really starting to take that next step, I, I've, I've been telling you, because, you know, you and Scotty like spoke fun at him especially he had some rough matches including derbies in the past and he's been very good another guy 23 years old just turned 24 so a defender takes a little time he's earned his way up to brazil call-ups so he's been very good you know smalling has been you know affectionately called small by roma fans now for a few seasons the Osteman goal was was just a great play by Osteman. you know a lot of center backs wouldn't have stopped that yeah. and, and mancini's cleaned up his act which is uh you know, good to see. He's he's cleaned up the yellow cards a bit.
0: <laughs> Not this game. Not yeah. This, game this
1: is one. And this is one where players like Mancini, you wonder how they're going to react. We've so we've seen uh, derbies in the past where De Rossi and Totti were pulled from matches by Ranieri because the atmosphere became too much, right? And you have that attachment. And that's what I, I want to see Pellegrini in a match like this again as a captain. And maybe a match that's a little more difficult than the three nothing, you know, drubbing they gave Lazio last season when he was on the pitch. Mm-hmm. It, it'll be interesting to see because the Romans certainly. Uh, take it differently. Cataldi's is another one on your yeah. side. So. And,
0: that's, and that's the question for for my team, right? Who is going to be the player or players that rise to the occasion with their two best players out? Can somebody do it? It's, I hope, going to be fascinating and I hope it's going to be a close game and enjoyable for us and, and we could bust balls about it going forward. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's unfortunate that it's not going to be the, the full power, the full effect of the Rome Derby, but Hopefully, it'll just lead into a great second matchup of the year.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure it, even without the players that are there, it's, it's always going to have the atmosphere. The fans will always be there. Yeah. This is Roma's home match. You know, there'd be yeah. plenty of, you know, they've been selling out every match as it is this season without <laughs> it being the Derby. So if you look at Roma in this match, their most dynamic player, Dybala's is also missing through injury. Spinazzola's out. Uh, most of the other players available. Who would be the guy that most worries you from a Roma perspective to, to either punish Lazio in the attack or maybe, you know,
0: disrupt what they want to do. For me, it's Pellegrini. Uh, you know, I think he hasn't yet risen to the occasion this year and that almost makes him more dangerous. Is this the game that he breaks out? I have this fear that he breaks out um, because, you know, for my money, yes, Dybala aside, Dybala is proven to be a world-class player over the course of his career. Uh, Pellegrini is not far behind in terms of technical ability on the ball, in terms of his passing, in terms of his set piece skill. He can hurt you a ton of different ways. And um, I think we'd be talking about him a lot differently if Tammy had scored some goals or Zaniola had scored some goals early on in the year. So uh, I'm almost wondering if Pellegrini is not getting the recognition he deserves. I mean, you watch him game in and game out. He's, he doesn't, he doesn't need much. And and that's what really, really worries me uh, more so than probably anybody else on the squad.
1: Yeah, and I'm I'm looking back at that 3-0 win for Roma at the end of the, the second half last season, he was the highest-rated player, at 8.3 on sofa score. Had that, I believe it was a free kick goal from what I remember in the 40th minute to really just seal the deal. Yeah. yeah. So I'd love for him to step up this match. And and I think what people have to realize is if he's not scoring goals, that's not necessarily his role all the time because he provides plenty for his his teammates. And like you said, if Abraham and Zaniolo were knocking home some of the balls that he played into them early in the season. Maybe it's a different conversation because he his numbers don't jump out the way they did last season when he was scoring a little more and and doing some other things. But he is the captain, and and you know for players like him, Romagnoli, um, and and guys like that, it's gonna it's gonna be a big match for them, and we'll see how they react. And I'm I'm curious to see how Romagnoli also performs in his first Rome derby in the Lazio shirt. He grew up a Lazio fan, but came through the Roma youth system, which is an interesting dynamic, of course. You know, if you get offered a pro contract, you're going to take what you can get, obviously. Um, But he made no, no uh, you know, confusion about it when he left Roma for Milan. he It's a a funny thing
0: in Italy too, right? I mean, we make such a big deal out of that. Like, you grew up a fan of who you grew up of. You you know, you're you're playing, you're getting paid to play a game. Let's settle down with the the gossip, you know? It doesn't, doesn't impact how he is as a player.
1: Yeah, it's very different than here in the States. Like we have players that maybe, you know, grew up Yankee fans like I did and they're playing for the Red Sox. It is what it is, right? Yeah. You, you you got drafted, you're playing, you don't really have a choice who you play for and you're not going to not play to be a pro, right? So, but... um, yeah, it's a little bit different dynamic, I guess, because you have the freedom to sign who you want when you're, yeah. you know, coming through the youth ranks and stuff. But so Kicks and Picks, the other podcast is, you know, european soccer mostly premier league italian sedia that gets talked about but there's the betting angle to it so when you look at the way the books are viewing this match what are you seeing what do you anything jump out at you
0: anything you particularly like for anybody who may want to place a wager on this match yeah and hopefully you guys do um so you know it's it's always a little something that makes the game a little more fun a little more interesting definitely a different way to Look at a matchup. Um, so it, it's something actually your your host here, Steve, does pretty exceptionally well. Uh, so he maybe doesn't give himself enough credit for that. So shout out to you, Steve. Um, so a game like this, there's a lot of factors, right? So uh from a betting perspective, Roma is a pretty big favorite. They are minus 110 on the money line. Uh Lazio is plus 265. So Roma's almost a three to one favorite, is what that translates to. And Why is that? Um, I think in this case, it's a little bit of form, um, but more, you know, most likely this is the the big injury factor, right? It's Lazio's top scorer is out. Their top player overall is out. So uh, normally you would expect the game to be much, much closer from a betting perspective, almost a toss up, you know, maybe Roma is a slight favorite because in reality, they're a little bit of a better team. Um, But you know, that that's not the case here. Roma is a pretty big favorite. So that's definitely interesting. Um, you know, typically the advice I give out in a game like this, a derby match, is anything can happen, right? This could come down to one kick of the ball, one set piece, one bad referee decision. I always skew towards the underdog. I'm going to be really honest with you. I, I'm not doing that here. I, I think it's going to take a near-perfect effort for Lazio to, to come out of this with a result. Um so for that reason, you know, if you're looking to just place a straight money line wager, you're looking to pick one side to win the game, Roma's probably the play. Uh, it, it pains me to say it, but I, I can't tell listeners to to make poor choices with their money.
1: <laughs> yeah, and um, certainly uh, when I saw the initial lines, I was like, wow, Roma's minus 110, Lazio's plus 265 in a derby. But you're right, when, when Cheeto's out, when Milkovich-Savage's out, the books are going to pick up on that and they're going to, you know, notice that, that anything else you noticing on the, on the lines, props, totals, anything? Yeah,
0: there's a couple I really like. So uh, just to to take you guys through, uh, you know, the second most popular bet, or maybe even first um, depending on how you look at it or the total total goals. Um, So typically that's a line that's set at two and a half. So if three goals are scored, you're hit over two and a half. If two or less goals are scored under, Um, The over two and a half is minus 125. So that's pretty close to an even money bet. In games past, uh, this line would be much, much less favorable uh, for an over bet. So you're talking about minus 150, minus 160, minus 170. You can almost guarantee three goals in a Rome derby. So the fact that this number is set very low, I think, um, leans into some of the stuff we spoke about, right? The Lazio's defense has been very good. They're leading scorers out. Roma has not capitalized on all the chances that they've created. Um, So, uh, you know, I'm kind of leaning towards under being a pretty good value. If you're into that bet Um, the player goal scorer props are not out yet, but the advice we always give is look at somebody like a Pellegrini who takes the free kicks, who takes penalty kicks. Could be very likely that there's a penalty kick in this game for Roma. So he is a great player to bet on if you're looking for a prop. Um, and in two bets, I really love for a game like this. Uh, and I'm sorry, the line is not out yet. So stay tuned. I'll make sure that Steve posts this on his Twitter account, but, um, total bookings or total yellow cards. This is a game where tempers will absolutely be flaring. There should be a ton of cards. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if there's five, six, seven cards in this game. So, um, once that line becomes available, I'll probably be taking the over, whatever that number might be. And, uh, one that i also really like here is corner kicks uh the lazio team total for corners is actually set very low it's three and a half so lazio would need to get four corners to hit that over and that's at minus 150 right now um so that's that's my favorite bet on the board if you're gonna make one pick i think lazio very easily can get to four corner kicks in this match
1: yeah and definitely cards and matches like this we'll, i'll be curious to see what the lines are on cards but uh, both Darby's last season, I, I counted, I believe, seven cards in each match. There you maybe go. Even eight they didn't even have it in front of yeah. you guys. That's just good sense. And a team like Lazio that carries the ball as much as they do, three and a half corners seems pretty low. I don't know what they're averaging on the season, but certainly you expect them to be the side trying to attack and, and Roma trying to counter. So certainly things to look at. Uh, Nick, tell everybody where to follow you. Great betting advice. You know, just soccer takes in general, especially a lot of Serie A.
0: Absolutely, guys. We have a lot of fun. Um, The advice I can give to anybody: start a podcast with your best friends because uh, Steve and Scotty and I have a a great time. You can follow us at Kicks Picks Pod uh, on Twitter, and that is the Kicks and Picks podcast. It is available on all major streaming platforms. Uh, As Steve said, we we definitely break down the games. uh, You know, week in and week out, we go through a lot of the key news and and some of our favorite bets of the week we are absolutely on a tear right now to start the season so winning a ton of bets um and i think if you follow us give us a shot you'll have a lot of fun
1: yeah so thanks for coming on nick um thank you for having you guys yeah haven't listened to kicks and picks yet give it a try if you're at all interested in you know from a betting angle and just you know banter and and talk about the premier league and setting on general and uh, definitely that We're excited for the Rome Derby. Hopefully the right team comes out on top and that's not Nick's team, but uh, we appreciate him coming on and giving us a lot of great insight on Lazio and we'll talk to you guys soon. Appreciate it.